Amen. He is indeed king over all of the earth. And we have a physical monarch uh, in our land, uh, being the queen. And um, as we are coming to celebrate 70 years of faithful service uh, to our country, and I know there are some that aren't okay with the royal family and everything else like that that kind of uh, is involved with it. I'm not focusing on that. I'm focusing on her. Okay, everything else. (laughs) And we'll pray a little bit, uh, if we can, uh, for for the Queen and her family. Um, But this book has uh, come out, and we I think it came, we we did the one that was for her 50th as well, a long time ago or whenever it was. Um, And it's our Queen, our Faithful Queen, 70 Years of Faith and Service by uh, the the Christian organisation Hope. And what's really good is they brought out a small small person's uh, one as well, uh, called Happy Land, the girl who grew up to be queen. And I know that there's one group that's going to be receiving these, so I won't say anything more. Because it's really good, actually. It's it's a lovely little book on 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 her growing up from from that child uh, into this older lady. Uh, that we have today as, as our Queen. And I just wanted to read a few bits from this, um, because I know this is going to be used in Holiday at Home, and Sunny Days are going to be using this as well. And there's just like four things I want to pick out about her, her faith. The first thing is that, that right at the very beginning, and we've had this national anthem for a very, very long time, and it's kind of like been one that's almost a prayer. And it's, long live our faithful Queen. And she has lived a long life. The prayers have sustained her. Um, and, and this is something that she said right at the very beginning when she was very young. I have not chosen this office for myself. He has appointed me to it. This is God. She's talking about God. And I go to be consecrated to it by him. My prayer must echo that of the Virgin Mary and that of our Lord himself. Be it, to me, be it unto me according to thy will. Not what I will, but what you will. And because he leads, I may follow him in complete trust. And it is her faith that I do believe from that very young age that has sustained her. Something that I know a lot of young people here who have made that commitment early in life is, is sustaining. Um, and there's another part where she talks about uh, it's Psalm 25 that has actually uh, sustained her life. And that's that bit there. It says, show me your ways. Um, In her own personal devotions, um, she is an advocate for justice and mercy, uh, which is lovely. Um, And this is something that uh, the devotions to reflect on on God's character. Um, And she said, both justice and mercy reveal spiritual strength and a part of God's character. He is all holy, and he is all loving and merciful too. But for us, it is terribly hard to hold together justice and mercy, to learn painfully to do so by the mind of Christ in small daily judgments and opinions is one of the most important things a Christian has to do. That's not a preacher saying that, that's our queen. And she also then prayed after this. And, and you get, get hold of a copy of this if you want to. Mary's probably going to go, wow, we've got to get loads. Um, 
but, but if you do want a copy, it is actually quite encouraging to see her faith. And she prays, Lord, give us grace never to betray thy truth and never to deny thy love. But by thy guidance in every dealing with our neighbours to speak and do the truth in love to the restraint of evil and the re- reconciling of men to you through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's just like, I'm, I'm quite fascinated. I was quite taken back really by how deep her faith is. Um, and I think it's something that we can kind of brush away sometimes. Another aspect of, of her, and this will be the, the last one, is on forgiveness and love which is our central part, isn't it, as being Christians, is is the forgiveness that God has given us. Um, And in her 2011 Christmas broadcast, I can't remember it that far back, but apparently this is what she said. Forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith. It can heal broken families. It can restore friendships and it can reconcile divided communities. It is in forgiveness that we feel the power of God's love. And then she prayed in 2014 at Christmas. For me, the life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, whose birth we celebrate today, isn't this is Christmas Day, obviously, is an inspiration and an anchor in my life, a role model of reconciliation and forgiveness. He stretched out his hands in love, acceptance and healing. Christ's example has taught me to seek to respect and value all people of whatever faith or none. Powerful stuff. It's as if some of it lifted from scripture, some of it from a lady who has walked a very privileged life, I'll admit that, but actually, as you look now at some of the stuff that's kind of going on with family, it's broken. Her family's broken in so many different ways and so many different aspects. I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to say that every royal has a right under God but I certainly believe for Queen Elizabeth, she has stood firm in her faith. And, and we pray that she may continue to live. But we do know at this ripe old age that she will soon be seeing her, her, her saviour. Uh, and we, I mean that in a glorious and wonderful way. Um, so I thought it would be good for us now to just maybe a few of us open prayers, just to pray for, for her. Uh, and pray for her family. She said in one of her prayers, you know, that, that, that the faith of Jesus can reconcile families. Um, and maybe we could just, just pray for her for a, for a couple of minutes, and I'm going to round it off by praying for some of our young people who are about to hit exams this week. So let's just spend some time praying, uh, shall we? Let's do that. Yeah, so Father, as been, has been prayed, we... We thank you for her longevity of service. We thank you, um, Father, for sustaining her for so long in her faith that she has been such an example to so many people. And uh, Lord, as has been prayed, we we do pray for their family. Um, Regardless of whether they're royalty or not, Lord, you love them. You want to see a family healed and reconciled. And we pray uh, for each of the members of that royal family um, to, to have a, a, an impouring of your Holy Spirit, Father. Uh, again, as, as, as Mary has prayed for Charles, the incoming king, when he gets there, Father, for his wisdom that he would turn to you, uh, not to society and mankind, but to you. 
And uh, Father, we pray for all of our young people. Lord, thank you for uh, this church being filled with children and young people and families. We give honour and blessing to you. And Lord, we pray an extra special blessing upon those that have got exams coming up. Uh, Those that have started those. Father, it can be a very stressful time for them, for families. Lord, I pray your peace, your shalom, that would fall in their lives and in the lives of those families that are just having to help nurture and and, and, uh, coax through this time. Uh, Father, may they turn to you uh, every step of the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, I'm, I've got some very, very final thoughts uh, to come in, and then, and then we've got uh, one more song, so you might want to sit down for a little bit. <laughs> I won't be too long, because I am aware of time, but um, I try and make these, these all-age services, try and reach as many as possible, and, and be as short and as punchy as possible, so everyone's kind of got a bit of a message, and um, we've looked... At the Queen's upcoming Jubilee. Anyone going to be celebrating in their street? Yeah, there's a few of us. Okay, that's cool. If, there's, if there are no street parties going on, depending on where you live, it's like Main High Street, it might be a bit difficult. Um, but, but just consider, have a little bit of a thought as to is anything going on in your street? Because I'm a big believer that we as Christians need to be in the world. We need to be in with our neighbours and what we're doing. The whole thing that we're looking at, we love Essex in July as well. It's, it's like, how do we engage? This is a perfect opportunity for us to engage with our community, our neighbours. I know we've got a street party planned um, and looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Um, but what's Jubilee in Scripture? What does Jubilee mean in Scripture? Now, we've got to go back to the Old Testament. I was taught that's the first part of the Bible. So I'm going to read from it, <laughs> which is good. I'm going to read Scripture. And I'm going to read from Leviticus. Leviticus in an all-age service. Are you mad? <laughs> that's what I hear a lot of people saying all the time. Um, <laughs> so I'm, just going to, I'm going to read 13 verses, and it's from uh, Leviticus 25. And um, you can follow on your phones, or you can follow in, uh, in the Bible. Uh, but I'm going to read it now. The Lord said to Moses on Mount Sinai, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land I'm going to give you, the land itself must observe a Sabbath to the Lord, even the land. For six years sow your fields, and for six years prune your vineyards and gather their crops. But in the seventh year, the land is to have a Sabbath rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. Do not sow your fields or prune your vineyards. Do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the grapes of your uh, untended vines. The land is to have a year of rest. Whatever the land yields during the Sabbath year will be food for you, for yourselves, your manservant and maidservant and the hired worker and temporary resident who live among you, as well as for your livestock, the wild animals in your land. Whatever the land produces may be eaten. Then count off seven Sabbaths of years, seven times seven years, so that the seven Sabbaths of years amount to a period of 49 years. 
Then have the trumpet sounded everywhere, everywhere on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the day of atonement. Sound the trumpet throughout your land. Consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. Each one of you is to return to his family, property, and each to his own clan. The 50th year shall be a jubilee for you. Do not sow. Do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the untended vines. For it is a jubilee and it is to be holy for you. Eat only what is taken directly from the fields. In this year of jubilee, everyone is to return to his own property. Big chunk of scripture. Big chunk of scripture. So every seventh year, you were to rest your land, your wild, your, your, your animals, all the wild animals, everything that grew wild, everything grew in the field, just completely rest it. And then every 50 years, were to proclaim jubilee. And that jubilee would mean a complete stop to everything for that year, a complete stop. Your, your fields would not be planted again. Uh, your livestock would not be, uh, would be able to be free to do what they could do, obviously within reason. Just wandering sheep and goats and cows everywhere might not have gone too well. But your servants were released to uh, return to their own lands. Some, you might have had slaves at the time, and they were also to be released There were specific things that the people were to do as well to help the poor. And that's a little bit further on in verse 14 onwards. It's quite a big chunk of scripture to read. To carry on is quite a lot for a lot of people to attain memory. Um, But there were so many things that in that year of Jubilee that was meant to happen. And it was really a case of taking care of the poor. Because obviously for a lot of people, they weren't able to have lands, etc. They would work on the fields. So all of a sudden, they got no work. So the whole idea was like, you were still blessed. We will still feed you. We will still look after you. There's, there's something about this year of Jubilee which is heavenly. It's heavenly. When you look at things like Acts 2.42, when they brought everything together and, and, and ate together, that early church... There was no such thing as a poor person as a Christian in that early church because they were given exactly the same as what everybody else had brought. They may have not had any property or anything else like that, but they said, you shall have as much as those that have. So Jubilee is actually, we celebrate it and we only know about it as kind of royalty, as a queen and all that kind of stuff. But Jubilee in scripture is something completely different where we take time out. Talked about Sabbath. How many of us don't have a day off properly? We should do. And actually, it's interesting that I read someone said a day off um, should not just be about uh, doing loads of chores and loads of tasks on your day off. It should be a day where you're just able to rest. I was challenged by that because I get out in the garden and I'm making things and building things on my day off. did it yesterday. I was out in the garden most of the day just building things, creating things, and it just caught my mind, and I was just like, Lord, I haven't actually really spent any time with you today. Oops. <laughs> but I'm hoping, there's things I created, that the Lord is happy with my worship in that way. 
But this jubilee is quite special. It literally is about taking this time out. The word jubilee in, in Hebrew is jobel or jovel. And it literally means ram's horn. Weird. Don't know why I thought it would be something a bit more important than just ram's horn. But it's ram's horn. But the ram's horn, the shofar, would have been blown. And if, has anybody been in the presence of a shofar when it's been blown? No, not many people. I'm telling you now, it is one of the loudest noises you have ever heard. It is such a... a I've got a little one at home, little shofar, and I, I didn't bring it to, to, to because it's really quite pathetic. I mean, I can't get a note out of a drum for crying out loud. So to, to, to use a shofar would have just been... A lot of people would have started throwing chairs at me because it was... But actually, if it's blown properly, correctly... It is so loud. I've been next to one that's been blown in Israel. And I was like, goodness me, that's so loud. And then I'm like, ooh, hold on a minute. They used to do that like around the walls of Jericho. Wow, that would have been a massive noise. And the shofar is blown at this time. Uh, and it's, it's, it was blown at the start of the Jubilee year. It's almost like everyone knew. Everyone knew. Even the animals were like, Hello. <laughs> Year off. Fantastic. <laughs> We're up for that. Now, it actually mentions in there as well the Day of Atonement. And uh, it looked at this at college, and it was really interesting. Kevin did this recently uh, and looked at what atonement meant. And you can break it up. At one meant. We're at one. The Day of Atonement is us being at one with Jesus. And this was the day that the horn was to be blown. That day is known as Yom Kippur. Uh, and, and I think they probably still do that in, 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 in Jewish kind of settings. It was the start of a Jewish holiday. Uh, that, is a, that holiday is about the forgiveness of sins. Now you can see where I'm going with this. <laughs> Always got to link this in. We know that this time the forgiveness of sins is about Jesus on the cross. We know that. To forgive us our sins. It wasn't pleasant for him. But it was the start, I believe, of the eternal jubilee. The eternal rest that we will one day attain. There are many scholars that will debate when eternity kind of started. When the whole kind of thing started. And it was just like, maybe at the cross things were totally changed. That eternity was changed Certainly for you and for me. It was changed like that. As Christ died on the cross and Christ rose again. All our sins, all our debts forgiven. That we can live in the resurrection power. And in Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 3. There's a passage of scripture which Jesus read out in the synagogue. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captive and release from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty There's some crowns over there that are looking beautiful. Even Katie was wearing a crown earlier on, I saw it. 
a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They'll be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. There's a reason why Jesus read this passage of scripture out right at the beginning of his ministry in the synagogue. He's setting out what he is here to do. He is about to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. His life was about bringing in an eternal jubilee that we can all enter into. We may not have our day of rest during the week. We may not in the West every seven years lay fallow our lands or our greenhouses that have got tomatoes in and all that kind of stuff. Over 50 years, we may not, as wealthy landowners in the West, clear off debts. Oh, how amazing that would be that we in the West could clear off debts that are to the African nations and other countries where we said, no, we've got enough wealth. We've got enough. Be blessed. Be blessed. Not sure that's going to happen, but wow, wouldn't that be awesome? Because that's what was happening back in Leviticus. That's what was happening and what they were told to do. The Jewish people were told every 50 years, just give back. Just give back because I have given you all of this. Remember right at the beginning of that, that it was almost like you're going over into this promised land. A land of milk and honey. There's a reason why it's a land of milk and honey, because there's lots of uh, flora and fauna and bees and, and insects, and there's lots of milk, there's lots of cows, there's lots of goats. There's lo- there was abundance, grapes, that you had to have two men carry on a pole. That's how big the bunch of grapes was. I think there's loads, some people who like wine thinking, what a bottle of Rioja that was. <laughs> Bernard, definitely. <laughs> There was an abundance that God has given. There's an abundance that God has given, that gave them, that has given us. How do we bring jubilee into our lives? Not just celebration of a monarch, but the celebration of the monarch of the universe. The king of kings, the lord of lords. Jesus' plan was to redeem was to bring the year of the Lord's favour, was to set the captive free. There'd be no poor. We would get that crown, that crown of glory. When you watch, and if you do watch all the ceremony and everything else that kind of goes on for the Queen, put yourself in that place, but ten times better, in our glorious banquet celebration that we will have all the pomp and ceremony that's there. Imagine what it is for us when we gain that crown. That we are heirs, brothers and sisters, with Christ. We're kings and queens of the kingdom of heaven. Princes and princesses probably at the moment, which is fair enough. But that is how God sees us. That's how God sees every single one of us as a young royal in the best sense of a young royal. God loves us so much. The cross means that we can enter an eternal jubilee. One with the Father. One with each other as Christians. A celebration, a feast. 
in, in, in a place that you read in Revelation that is amazing. We can't even picture it in our mind's eye what the new Jerusalem will look like. This kingdom that we have a place. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. That's cool. I love that. So Jubilee is about rest. It's about freedom. It's about restoration. All three of these are met by Jesus through his death and resurrection. Resurrection. So when it comes to the Jubilee weekend, we've got a few extra days off. We've got a few extra little Sabbaths. Some of us, there will be those I know that have probably got to work through, etc., etc., and I can understand that, but we've got some time. We've got some time. And we can go and do the street parties and everything else like that, but let's take some specific time to just thank God for Jubilee, for the fact that you and I, through the cross of Christ, through his resurrection, that we can enter into that eternal jubilee. Take time to thank God for Jesus. To spend time with neighbours. Be generous. Be generous with what you have because God has given us so much. Bring the good news of Jesus Christ as well. We're not to hold on to all of the party pieces the cake, the jelly and all that kind of stuff. We're to give it out. We're to bless. We've got good news. The gospel of Jesus living within us. We need to bless others. We need to give them jubilee as we receive it. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you for your son Jesus, that he's act on the cross that we can't fully understand, but his death and his resurrection meant that we could have eternal jubilee. This year of the Lord's favour, as your son read out from Isaiah. This year that will last for eternity. Father, we thank you for those here that have made that decision to follow you, that we will enter into that. And I pray for those that are here this morning or watching online, that there is a chance, there is an opportunity to enter into that year of the Lord's favour. And Lord, I pray for them right now. I pray that they would know Jesus in their heart, that they would know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, that they too can also know that one day there will be that eternal rest. Father, help us whilst we're still here on earth, to proclaim jubilee as much as we can in our lives, to take that time of rest that we need, but also to look in areas where we can give others rest, that we can bring favour of God upon them. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.